This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. We're live. We're live. <laughs> and we're yeah. on. And three, two, one, go. Hello, friends. Hello. Hi. That was, was an aggressive greeting. I apologize. <laughs> I felt I'm very try- welcome. I'm trying to overcompensate for my lack of physical energy tonight, but I'm excited to hang out and talk about poetry with you guys tonight. Right? So listeners, welcome back to the Literary Witch Book Coven. If you have not guessed who my guests, oh. I see what you did there. Oh, she's waking up. <laughs> uh, who they are. I'm joined today by uh, Jeremy and Justin from When Walls Can Talk, the podcast. Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> Thank you for letting me read poetry to you guys tonight. I'm really excited. We've been looking um, be- forward to it. Yeah. So our witch tonight is uh, a new witch to all of us, which yeah. is exciting. But before I get ahead of myself, because I always do this, boys, what are we drinking tonight? Aha. Aha. The lovely question. What are you drinking, babe? I am drinking an old fashioned. So we found this like syrup in like a really cool jar. It was at your grocery store, right? Yeah, it was at King Super's. And uh, it claimed to be like a one-stop old-fashioned and I'm a little bit of an old-fashioned snob. So it's like, I will be the judge of that. (laughs) It's actually really good. It's got a lot of cherry. It's got a lot of orange. Um, It's sweet, but not too sweet. Uh, Yeah, it's delicious. And I'm drinking a very large glass of Stella Very Berry wine because I a... 35-year-old middle-aged white woman from Desperate Housewives. I mean, we love a pink wine. Right? Oh, and she's going down like a juice, baby. Yeah, she is. Very, she is she's juicy juice material. <laughs> she's going well, down is, like a pre This is great because <laughs> our, our, our witch today, while brilliant, is also a, a fairly heavy, dark read. So okay. our, our energy will be fun to... <laughs> the roller <laughs> coaster will be real. Okay, I'm... I'm down for this. Okay, so friends, today we are talking about Alejandra Pizarnik. Um, I will give you a little bio of her, but first we are going to pull a familiar or material card to accompany this episode. Yay. Ooh, Just, question. Yes. Do we get to pull the next uh, Literary Witch Coven at the end of today's episode? Yes. That yes, I'm so excited. We do. Ooh. Do we get this, the, first, the first people to know? We, this one just jumped out. So our tool tonight is elixir. You don't say. I will consider my drink to be right? elixir for this. So no. on the surface, already great. Um, so elixir, what I love about this deck, excuse me, is that it's very open to interpretation. So this card, all of the familiars just come with three descriptor words. Oh, okay. So it's it's very open-ended. So I'll read you those three words for elixir, which are health, toxicity, and attending. 
Ooh. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Those are very interesting words to have together. Yeah, they they do that where they're a lot of times very contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. which is lovely. I'm sorry, I'm flipping through and trying to find her page in this book. Okay. That's nice as well, still being com- or contradictory, like you said. There's- um, still, as you read off each one, something pinged. I was like, oh, yeah. that hits, that hits, that hit a little too close to home. Thanks for reading me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Um, okay, so Alejandra, then her three words are silence, interiority, and space. Oh, that's beautiful. So silence, interiority, and space, along with health, toxicity, and attending. Interesting. I like interiority as a word a lot. I've never heard that word before. Yeah, I that one tickled my brain too. I haven't. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I, there's a, that over-romanticism of, yeah. of self-reflection, but it goes there's, deeper than that. There's an emotion and an image that gets kind of conjured up in each of those, which is very kind of primal. I like oh, that. I agree. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, um, we're going to go ahead and read her page from the Literary Witch book. And then I'm going to read you a couple of poems. Sweet. Yay. Oh, I'm drinking coffee. Like I've been drinking every single episode this season. Because Can I your mug? I'm a basic bitch. That's a really cool mug. For those yeah. of you who uh, are listening to the podcast, since it is not a uh, visual reference, Cheyenne has the coolest looking pottery is mug that ceramic? on the planet. Yeah. So this is an artist um, called Coco Chispa. That's stunning. Shout out to the artists. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you can find her at REI, but she's in a bunch of little local shops as well. Cool. Um, I don't All remember right. if she's a Colorado ceramicist or not. I'll I'll double check and I'll link her website in the in the show notes because really it's it's a great mug and it has one of these great little like finger indents. Yes. Nice. But it's an up high one instead of a thumb one, which is perfect because that's where I like to grip it. Yeah. And I have kind of like weird small sausage hands. So it's like, it's perfect <laughs> for me. Palms. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail our episode. I just really wanted to shout out that stunning. Mug. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll take compliments in whatever form they come, even <laughs> if it's just about things I own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Alejandra Pizarnik, Phantasma of Silence, Death, and Lilacs. A bird of blue bones drops a piece of paper onto your hand. The paper unfolds into a palace. You step in through the door. A cold wind blows through the hall and you hear faint music. Each chord sounds a different note of silence. You keep going. At the end of the hall, you see a paper woman playing a paper harp. Alejandra's eyes are faintly drawn circles, nothing in them. She looks so lonely as her fingers run over the strings. The music hollows. You realize that if you don't leave now, you too will turn into a paper doll. You escape through the paper door, but there's something in your hand. It's the bird. Blue bones turn to paper, singing Alejandra's song. You're cursed to hear it forever. You give in, eat the bird whole. Every once in a while, that lilac song of absence plays across your own ribs. So those are the words of Taisia Kataiskaya, who's the author of this book, who writes all these beautiful spells at the beginning. 
of each of these uh, witches' pages. Um, but Alejandra is definitely known for her kind of illusionist between worlds, um, very surrealist. Definitely, I definitely style. have to agree. The second you started talking, I was already like, yeah, I was in another world. I was picturing something, and then it took a shift and what I had first interpreted that story or poem being about. I was like, oh, oh, you wrong. Yeah, it's interesting that this concept of, of um, you know, between worlds, alternate yeah. timelines <laughs> comes up. I mean, I guess it's not that it's coming up between us again, but um, a, a recent episode we did for uh, your podcast where we, it's where we play dangerous games to play yeah. or we read dangerous games to play in the dark. We talk about kind of some of these timeline hopping games and it's been a hot topic in the group chat. I've been driving everyone crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's what's her time frame? Interesting. Like what, uh, what, what years was she living? Yes. So excuse me, let me, um, usually birth and death is list. Where is it? Oh, <laughs> just have to turn the page. <laughs> Um, 1936 to 1972. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So a short a life. Of, and a lot of, uh, a busy life. Like that, yeah. those are some yes. busy years, a lot. Yeah. In a very short amount of time. Okay. Absolutely. So here's a brief bio on Alejandra then. Born to Russian Jewish parents in Argentina, Alejandra Pizarnik was educated in both Yiddish and Spanish, but wrote primarily in Spanish. Her poetry of imaginistic purity and surrealist influence summons themes of silence, absence, madness, and death again and again. Her own struggle with depression led to an intentional overdose of Secanal at the age of 36. Oof. Already idolized by Spanish-speaking writers, her genius deserves global readership. Wow. Wow. Well, first off, rest in peace, you beautiful soul. You had quite the way of writing. Well, the other thing that I'm I'm stuck on is also this concept of uh, being a, a person of so many different cultures, writing yeah. in different languages, living in different countries from those like Russian in Argentina, writing in Yiddish and Spanish, like there's probably this absence of Still identity and of like, like heritage and home because yeah, all um, these places. Another piece of that puzzle is that she was also a closeted queer woman as well. Oh my God. So this was a, so, a hodgepodge of like, I don't belong yeah, anywhere. Totally. Ooh, wow. wow. Totally. Can you talk about <laughs> uh, right person, wrong time? Yeah. Yeah. Truly, that's, right? that's a challenge for sure. <sighs> okay. So I have two poems that I want to read to you tonight. Okay. Yay. One is... Um, one is very short, but it made me think of you and your podcast. And when uh -huh. I go through and look for these poems, so partially Alejandra was kind of a difficult one to research, um, because she's only been translated. You have, you have to find translations of her work that get close to the Got magic it. of her original Spanish. Um, and I'm going to be reading you the English translations because I just, I don't, I can't do the Spanish translations justice totally um but that's worth keeping in mind here as well is that her yes her genius deserves global readership part of the reason it still hasn't reached that far into our cultural zeitgeist is uh, the lack of appropriate translation for just the the lyrical depth yeah. that 
that the original span that just doesn't translate right. right like cultural overlays in different words that have multiple meanings and that kind of thing yeah yeah um so this is the one that um, i picked for you it's called the truth about this old wall okay so i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited that it is right it's gonna be cute okay. i mean when walls can talk that's all like, oh, i love that already I mean, that it is cold, it is green, that also it moves. It calls out, it pants, it croaks, it is halo, it is hail. Strings are vibrating, trembling strings. It is green, I am dying. It is a wall, a walled will with a Y, with an I, it will die. I love that. Isn't that fabulous it's so wild and it's so uh i've used this word already on this episode but it's so primal it's so uh yes it's like that just pure ecstasy of the instability of language and like just and of being alive like it's very raw while being very polished at the same time yeah and i just love the juxtaposition about um just with you and your work and mediumship in general too, if no. you read it through like a psychic lens, as opposed to a language lens, it, yeah. it, it translates very beautifully into that spirit connection too, which I just thought was really cool. It also feels like she strikes me as the sort of poet, there's certain poets who write, and when they write, you almost hear music that accompanies it, like kind of that your your own brain fills in. She's one of those poets, it feels like. Yes. But there's like drums and there's music that goes yeah, with I kind her. Of felt, Absolutely. I felt a thunderous rock yeah. vibe while you were. And you really feel it. That. What's what's part, I mean, part of her just true genius and magic is that you feel it in the English translation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's how strong it is in the original Spanish as well. So I would encourage you. I'm going to link a couple of people um, performing these poems Ooh. or poems of hers on YouTube. Um, so you can go get a feel for that. Cool. That just that lyricism and the melody of how she writes. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so good. Okay. Ooh, sounds from outside. Okay, so the one I am going to read to you tonight. This is our long poem. This is our feature event. Perfect. Okay. Our feature film poem is called Paths of the Mirror. Okay. Um, this translation is by Yvette Siegert, who is widely regarded as the best translator of Alejandro's work. Okay. So. Oh, excuse me. I didn't want to edit this, and I'm going to have to go edit a burp out of it. <sighs> Rude. Are we though? Now that, I always now that we've broken the to. now that we've broken the fourth <laughs> wall and called it out, doesn't it kind of shift into like an enjoyable listener experience? I don't yeah. know. We're going to pretend it does. I apologize if that's super gross. We all burp, Cheyenne. It's okay. I know. You can't do that right before you read somebody's poetry. That's no, I, appre- I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Okay. So while I'm reading this, Pass of the Mirror, let's just keep noodling our elixir. Okay. Let's, like keep our six words in mind. So I'm going to reread. I was about to ask words. if you would reread those for us. Yes. Renoodle them for me, please. Yeah, please. Okay, so Alejandra's words that accompany her, um, she represents solitude overall. 
So I'm getting hermit card, uh, uh, hermit tarot. Ooh, yes. Yeah. I think that's really gonna, those vibes are in this poem for okay, sure. Cool. cool. Um, so she represents silence, interiority, that word we love, and space. Mm. And then our elixir is health, toxicity, and attending. So I can't get over those. It's There's... a little weird and it might be awesome. so good. I'm getting like a sense of like take care of yourself vibes from the overall like six words that are oh yeah. Yeah. That it's could very, be a good like, perwitching slip for this with, episode. It's very withdrawing into like sacred retreat vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very that. listen to yourself. If you can't, if you can't serve from an overflow, who are you serving? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Fill fill your bucket before you fill somebody else's bucket. Okay. Because at that point you are unable to fill somebody else's bucket i love it i love i love that but i mean such a good mental spot for this right i love that we're using the word bucket since people normally use the word cup but i like the visual i like of a i like it too. so much better i do I too. it's like going on. it's industrial it's sturdy <laughs> exactly oh, it's like it hold more than a butch, cup i have a lot of baggage really... i need i need more than yes. a cup. i have a lot of things going on <laughs> i need a bucket <laughs> a home depot bucket Same. Ooh, an orange one. Yeah, five five gallon. Use it for everything. Yep, See, and I was imagining handle. like a like a wooden slat bucket, you know, that's got an iron ring around it oh. that leaks when you walk. Like yeah. very, like the the struggle is real romantic. Yeah, gathering so water elemental. from the creek bucket. Yeah, so tactile. That sounds so much cooler <laughs> than my Home Depot bucket. <laughs> I mean, different strokes, baby. It's fine. I ran into like the most random fact that I want to throw in here, but it's so off track that like I have to let it go. Basically, long, mean, long story short. You can't do that and not tell me. Long story short, the family that invented the bucket didn't intend to invent a bucket. like Or not a bucket, not a bucket. I'm sorry. The family that invented the barrel invented the barrel by accident oh. like centuries ago. And that How same, do you accidentally invent a barrel? Well, like they were trying to invent something for themselves to use, but they didn't think they would invent like a worldwide item right and like so like the... centuries later that the descendants of that family are still creating barrels and they like don't know how it happened kind of thing and it's kind of hilarious that's fabulous isn't that fabulous that's great there's just something so like hysterical about a family being like well i guess we're still here making these barrels well, we just make these <laughs> barrels yeah people just wanted them <laughs> oh my god amazing okay sorry alejandra i don't track. deserve this no i apologize okay this She's is a nice long one. Okay. I'm so ready. everyone like take a good inhale, get comfy, <sighs> close your eyes. Paths. <laughs> Paths of the Mirror by Alejandra Pizarnik. And above all, to look on innocently as if nothing were happening, which is true. But you, I want to look at until your face fades away from my fear, like a bird stepping away from the sharp edges of night, like a girl drawn in pink chalk on a very old wall, suddenly wiped away by the rain, as when a flower opens and you see the heart it does not have. All these gestures by my body and my voice just to turn me into the offering, 
the flowers the wind has left behind in the door. Cover the memory of your face with the mask of who you'll become and frighten the girl you used to be. The night for them has thinned with the fog. It is the season of food gone cold and thirst. My memory is of the thirst of me below in the depths in the well and that I drank from it. To fall like a wounded animal into a place that was meant for revelations, like someone not wanting something, not anything, mouth sewn shut, eyelids sewn shut. I forgot myself, the wind inside, everything shut and the wind inside. Words burnished in the black sun of silence. But the silence is certain. This is why I write. I am alone and I write. No, I am not alone. There is someone here who is trembling. Even if I say sun or moon or star, that is still about things that happened to me. And what was it I wanted? I wanted a perfect silence. This is why I speak. The night is shaped like a howling wolf. The pleasure of losing yourself in the image foreseen. I rose from my body and went out in search of who I am. A pilgrim of myself, I have gone to the one who sleeps in the winds of her country. My fall that is endless into my fall that is endless where no one expected me. Since when I looked to see who expected me, I saw nothing other than myself. Something falling in the silence. My final word was I, but by this I meant the luminous dawn. A constellation of yellow flowers draw a circle in the blue earth. The water is rippling busy with the winds. Dazzle of the new day, the yellow birds in the morning. A hand releases the dark and grabs the hair of a drowned woman who is crossing endlessly through the mirror. To return to the body's memory is to return to my morning bones and to grasp what it is my voice says. Wow. That, good. I that love beautiful. the couple places where repetition was used. It made me smile every time because it directly related to whatever was being talked about in those moments of repetition. Yeah. Really powerful repetition. And of those words, that mouth sewn shut, eyelids sewn shut, everything shut, the wind inside. It's funny listening to this. Um, and reading it, having kind of chatted about it a little bit before all I was doing was comparing it to that hermit journey yeah, and that hermit story. Um, and it is really interesting how well it actually does line up with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hello. Did anyone else have a moment of, I began the poem assuming we were talking about a lover or another person. And then somewhere in there, you kind of discover, oh, this is all a reflection of various aspects of self or. Yes. Um, um, and she writes discovery. in this. Yeah, absolutely. And she writes in this way that um, it's, it's really interesting. She writes in this way with, with first person words, you know, she uses I a lot, but when you actually read it, it's read as a collective we. Yeah. Um, but by imbibing that I as as the reader, you feel that collective we even more, which I think is really interesting. Um, it it kind of helps remove whatever relation barrier right. people may have to that um, with those kind of third person narratives instead. This author makes it really easy for her work to take you to a place and to create a story in your mind 
really, really fast. I actually caught the vibe that it was um, about self from the jump. And I had a really weird interpretation of it that kind of took me throughout the whole poem. I was really getting like young girl of some royalty vibes reflecting on the fact that she was like growing up and changing and things and all these, like as a little girl, she promised herself she would never become one of these people. And now here she is growing up, becoming one of these people uh, that she swore she would never become. And it was, it was really weird. It was really, really sad and somber vibe. And I pictured her running away from her life and literally like running into the woods to go find herself. And it was just like the whole eyes shut, mouth shut, wind stopped. Like that was her, her depression. Like, I feel like that was her talking about her depression and her like, you know, like, no, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. I, I really like that. And for someone who's not a hundred percent into poetry, like all love, no hate, it's just not my thing. Um, I absolutely loved that. Yeah. She's powerful. I'm excited about um, just about this one in general because I, uh, I I want to read more of her work. Yeah, this is a this is a, a new discovery for me. I've never heard of this person before, and I really I love that about this Same. and the way and the way this is set up. And and it could potentially turn me into a poetry person. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I just I I chalk it up to anything other, or nothing other than the fact that I've just never found poetry that I really connected with and. Mm -hmm was able to paint a picture for me. I'm a big story guy. Yeah. And I think that's uh, definitely one of her, her strong suits is that, that narrative arc um, and that really kind of descriptive, imaginative, um, but also very open to interpretation, yeah. right? Like that's why you tell people, close your eyes when you listen to this. There's no wrong way to feel when you're reading poetry. There's no, however you relate to it is correct. Um, you know, regardless of how, how the author may have intended it, that's, you know, your reaction to their work is none of their business um, and none of anybody else's either. So that's yeah. what I, that's what I love about it is that you can come to it in different points and different moments in your life. And, um, and you really, you find new ways to relate to it based on what's happening around you too. Exactly. Uh, it could mean something totally different to you two months ago than it does now or years ago than it does now yeah um jerry what's our time at Six twenty-eight. so 28 minutes that's pretty damn good i know we were, we're pretty right on i'm pretty good at, at sussing out the right amount of time for these to be like good little bite size get yourself a little, a little bit commute commute listens yes a little just on your way to work. Yeah, get your culture. Exactly. And for someone who drives 10 minutes to work, bless my commute. I love that I could get this done in one day. Right. Thank you guys for joining me. I, um, this has been such a lovely little self-indulgent space. I was like, for this me is to... a great way for us to shift gears today into our evening. It's just a great right? little vibe just we get together. Learn some new stuff, read some cool shit force yourself to stop Great. and have a cocktail and listen to some poetry. Yes. I mean, exactly. what could go wrong? <laughs> I know, right? A half an hour commitment to just being present and enjoying a moment. Like, yeah, I love it. I don't know why I act like that's so hard all day long leading up to it. 
I'm one of those people because I'm such a morning person who really struggles scheduling things at night. Yeah. Because I feel like I can't do anything. Like I'm just <laughs> like, well, now I have to sit and wait for 10 hours until this thing <laughs> happens. Because if I start to do something, I could potentially miss it. Or by the time you get to the evening, you won't want to participate. <laughs> yeah, which is usually my problem, right? I'm very good at, I, I love a canceled plan, but I'm glad we did this and I miss you guys. So I'm glad we got to hang out even via Zoom today. So we're going to go ahead and pick our witch for next yes. week. Yes. So what oh, we're going to do is draw our witch and then I will read her page in the book if you want to look her up before I say next week. This will be um, literary witches of every other. So, or every third. I don't know. We're halfway through. This is our third literary witch. There will be three more to come, hey. but there are still nine episodes left. So got it. get comfy because we've got some fun shit coming in the second half of this season. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. I'm excited. I oh, know very little about yes. what's coming. Oh, Shale and I have locked down two guests this week that we're just like over the moon excited to introduce Yay. you guys to. Yay. Okay. Who universe do we need to read and learn from this month? Let's see. That one. I'm kidding. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, we'll take her. Oh, we can't. It's my darling Emily Dickinson. Oh, we love her though. We love you. Go back to our very first episode. I should have pulled that. That was silly. But to be fair, Emily Dickinson is kind of the patron saint of this deck for us. We draw her a lot when yeah. we are just pulling cards for ritual or seance or, or anything. Um, so we know how we feel about my darling Emily. Ooh, okay. Another witch that I am unfamiliar with. Ooh, fun. Okay. So I'm excited. We have drawn Maria Sabina, who represents healing. Okay. Well, interesting uh, transition from, there were some healing elements and health elements in our literary witch today too. Yes. Okay. So Maria Sabina, her three descriptors are what ails you, seeking help and helping others. Maria Sabina, 1894 to 1985, who could not read or write and lived in poverty in the mountains of Southern Mexico, is considered the greatest shaman poet or wise one of the Mazatec language. She improvised her chants during psilocybin mushroom ceremonies performed to heal the sick. Her rich spiritual vision was informed by native Mazatec beliefs as well as the Catholic faith. I'm so excited for that. I am too. I'm going to be really curious to see what I can find. I was going to say what work you can find. Yeah. I think this would be a fun challenge to see, even if you, even if you can find like, uh, recordings or anything. Yeah. I also have a friend who this is, I know, right. We pretend (laughs) I have a friend, uh, slash former coworker who this has made me realize that I really do need to invite to be on the podcast because he studies the Mexican and South American tradition of medicinal uh, mushroom usage in shaman, um, like shaman practices and stuff like that. And I should bring, I should see if he could come talk about that because I'm realizing this is a, that's a much bigger 
interesting, magical, spiritual, internal journey with the assistance of psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, I'm excited for this episode. Ooh, I, have I, I need to, to do I'm, that now. Okay. I'm trying to think of who my guest is going to be. We'll find out. I think it's going to have to be the Dahlia Crypt. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have to be. This, that yeah. feels like the move. It does. So. It does. Shout out to our well, boys. Hey. Thank you for joining me. I am so grateful that y'all keep supporting my weird little side projects. I love it. Thank you. For Thank you for us. having us. Yes. Um, yeah. And so we'll see you guys in two weeks and we will learn all about the lovely Maria Sabina and it's going to be great. So cheers, witches. Have a lovely evening. Peace cheers. Slash morning slash afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. I have to be better at not talking about time when we're podcasting. <laughs> we love you. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm e algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. <laughs>